We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for Roberts, cause he lose the champion of the LOC. Welcome to the LOC podcast, everyone. Congratulations, Devin Lewis, for winning the LOC in amazing fashion. First time I've ever heard of someone having the first overall pick, never getting to use them, and still winning the championship. Let's get it started. Primetime LOC. That's right. It's the LOC Primetime Podcast. Woo! And I'm your host. Mike Daly, with your other hosts, Donnie Binks and Doug Garback. Woo! We're going to kick it off with everybody's favorite champion, Elu. <laughs> Congratulations, Evan, on winning the LOC Championship. Purple Mike. rain. And Evan Purple Pitt. rain. Go. Feel oh. the pain. Oh. Wow. There he is, everybody. Elu, the new champion of the LOC 2021. He did it. You know, he had a great year. He came from behind. He was the underdog. It was a great story. Purple rain down on us all. Elu, the new champ. Congratulations. You, you earned it. You earned it. We'll get, we'll get to the recap of the matchup very shortly. But first, we want to take a look back. We want to go back. We want to stumble. We want to bumble. We want to whoop. And then whoop. And then go back in the time capsule that is the past LOC champions. All the way from 2013. Celebrating Elu's 2021 historic victory. In 2013, it was Chris Perra. He was no longer in the league right now. But he started out with the league championship. But then... It was rightly reclaimed by the commish, the GGS, the Golden God Squad, Doug Jr. in the 2014 championship victory. And then the dynasty stuff. Yes, I'm biased here. But 2015, what? 2016, what? 2017, what? Daily dynasty has started. Went by different names back then, but I'm still keeping it, even though my team sucked this year. 2018, Doug Sr., Niedermeyer's army comes comes back, and he has rightfully reclaimed the title. In 2019, the old guy still got it. Tim, it goes to the Hillsborough, bro. And now, 2020, the newcomer, Tony. He shocks the world by winning the LOC championship in his first season. And now, Elu. He's been around for years. He's an LOC great, and he's finally got a title. Congratulations, buddy. Woo! Donnie, what do you, Donnie, what'd you think of Elo's, uh, what'd you think of Elo's season, Donnie? Great season. Yeah, you said it all. Really uh, a big time effort, comeback, coaching, waiver wire pickups, all the above. It's a great win for Elu here in the championship and just great season overall overcoming the Christian McCaffrey number one overall selection and losing him for most of the season there. Great team at the end of the day and uh, congratulations. 
That's right. Now, Doug, any other comments for Elu before we recap the, the uh, stinkiest matchup there is? I got to be <laughs> honest with you. I got to say, Evan had pulled it together this year. Think about this. Think about this way. First overall pick, you pick Christian McCaffrey and never get to play him. And in the same time, and what I mean by that is the same year in the championship, you play Boston Scott (laughs) of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he gets you 23 points. You play DK Metcalf, who over the past month has barely gotten double-digit points. If you get you 30 points this week, you deserve a win. That's called coaching. No yes. luck here, my friend. That's coaching. Congratulations. Wow. That is. That's a great, great uh, call there. And the Boston Scott play. Woo. Woo. You said it best. Woo. Now, if I had the toilet flush sound effect, I'd play it right now, but I don't. So, yeah. The toilet bowl recap. <laughs> Yeah, yours truly versus Doug Sr. All that has to be said that no one cracked 100 points. We <laughs> we really, um, you know, I won. And here's what I'll say on the podcast. I will, if the league wants to have a trophy, I will donate my toilet bowl winnings to getting a trophy for the league. Wow. Here, you heard it here first on the podcast, folks. LOC prime time announcement. And I'll put my money where my mouth is. What the league wants, you know, we can – I'll leave that to the commission, the vice commission, of how – of what type of symbol. But as we'll soon talk about, we deserve a token of the championship. So enough said about that. That's the toilet bowl recap from my perspective. Anything to add, boys? Yeah, I'll jump in. I'm going to defer to you, dude. Yeah, I'll jump in. I, I, looking at this matchup, it was a toilet bowl for a reason. People were in it. We're in it for a reason. Doug Senior's team only had two of his guys eclipse the double digits. Most meaning most of his team only had single digits, including his quarterback Matt Stafford, who we traded for. But looking on the other side with Daly, it's not that great either. He really just got two. 20-point performances here that led the way with Antonio Brown, who played the full game that week. He decided to play all the way through, had a great game with 20 points, and uh, Waddle had 25 points, Dolphins wide receiver against New Orleans there in that week. Uh, that, that made the difference. Otherwise, you know, not great performances all around and uh, real bad performance by Doug Sr.'s team with mostly single digits. Yeah, I mean, you said it best there. That's a great recap here. Doug, anything to add? Yeah, the only thing I'll add is that this is a real toilet bowl. Uh, you know, <laughs> we didn't break 100 the entire time. Uh, both teams were teams that over the season in the podcast we had referenced as teams we had doubts in. And uh, this is exactly why we have this podcast, because we're here to predict what we think will actually occur. And I got to be honest with you, Donnie, we didn't get a lot right this year, but the one thing we did get right <laughs> daily and my dad would a thousand percent be in the toilet bowl. So congratulations daily on being the largest shit that could not be flushed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment folks. Here we go. On to the next segment. And 
before we get to the championship recap, we're going to look at the MVPs, the LVPs, the most valuable players, the least valuable players, the fantasy juke em ups, whoop, and the fantasy duds. Who you got here, boys? Now, I'm going to start with you, Donnie. We're going MVPs. Who you got as MVP of the entire league? Who you got as MVP for your specific team? The league. Go. All right. I'll kick it to the league. A guy that we talked about before, Cooper Cup. MVP for a lot of reasons. One, his draft position, not the top guy. But two, he was the top guy outside of quarterbacks here from a fantasy points perspective. Great job all year long, over 20 points almost every week of the season. So got to give it to Cooper Cup here as the fantasy MVP. My personal MVP, got to give it to Austin Eckler. I believe he was number two in running backs and fantasy points here this year. Just Mr. Reliable and consistent with the points that he had gotten me. Ups and downs here and there, but, you know, uh, these things happen. Uh, but overall, that's my MVP uh, on my team. Yeah, everyone knew Cooper Cup was good, but no one knew that he could produce these numbers. That's that's a great pick. Now, Doug, I hear you have a different perspective in a certain Colts running back. Who you got? MVP of the league and MVP of your team. Go. Let's start with the league. I got to be honest with you. This is an obvious choice for me. MVP of the league. Let's focus on Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, the entire year, had two games in single digits as far as a running back. Mind you, those two games became the way that he would start his path to greatness. He came off of a six-point and a seven-point performance to then start in week four with a Miami Dolphins game where he scored 21, then 31, then 28, 17, 21, 33, 24, 52, 19, 24, bye week, 23, 10, and 17. If you don't look at those numbers as a running back that you can start every single week and have an opportunity to win, that is exactly what Tim did this season and is why he is an MVP. Unfortunately, Tim had to experience that week where he only scored 10 points in week 16, which, of course, led him to not be able to be in the finals of this year. But it helped carry his team to the playoffs, which you can expect when you have Jonathan Taylor on your team. Now, as far as my own personal MVP, I'm going to go ahead and go back to the guy that I wanted all season, the guy I got in the draft, and the guy that every week I said, I'm going to give you the rock. Go tell me what you can do with it. Justin Jefferson has absolutely impressed this year. I will be honest with you guys. Looking at his stats, he only scored non-double digits in one game, and that was against Dallas in week eight. Other than that, this man has done nothing short but impress. 160 targets in 2021, 103 receptions, 1,500 receiving yards, and nine receiving touchdowns. That is a guy who will win you leagues, unfortunately, because the rest of my team decided to poop their pants. I am not able to claim any winnings aside from $50 I got back in week 13. Wow. Yes. Great breakdown. You you covered it all with JT, with Justin Jefferson. 
two studs, and they went high on the draft board. So, you know, I don't think JT had the year that anyone predicted. Jefferson, you had your eye on him. You got him. And your team did well. You carried the team for quite a few weeks, if I say so myself. Now, on to the next segment. We got the championship recap. Here we go. That's right. You know it's happening. It's going to be the purple ring. It's going to be the Rams fan. We got 10 and 7, Elu, the obvious underdog, projected to get 129 points versus Robert, coming in with a strong 14 and 2 record. Projected to get 138 points, the obvious favorite in the matchup. I thought it was going to be a high-scoring affair, but I don't think anyone predicted what happened. Purple Rain getting the victory, getting the championship, 148 to 140. Break it down. I want to hear from you, Donnie, first. What happened here? Elu championship. Break it down. (laughs) Yeah, great game. Two high-scoring teams here matching up against each other and got a lot of production on both sides from unusual areas. For Evan's side, Dak Prescott, you can say that was unusual for him. Most of the year it hasn't been scoring this type of points here, but in the playoffs he has and did 29 points in the championship. We talked about Boston Scott, great play, 23 points. We talked about, uh, well, we have talked about Debo Samuel, but I think that's a part of the story. 16 points, not the usual for him. He's been really, really good. And on the other end, we have DK Metcalf, who has 30 points. That 30-point game is really one of the biggest difference makers. Again, getting points from unusual people, but getting a lot of points again overall as a team. On the other end, we're looking at Robert here with the same kind of story. St. Brown with 35 points. Mario St. Brown, Detroit wide receiver. Unusual 35 points there. Cooper Cup with only 21, you can say. Maybe it could be part of the reason why he lost. He only got 21. Uh, Keenan Allen only 14. Ezekiel Elliott with the three was probably his biggest hurt there. Looking for double digits out of Ezekiel Elliott. If he, you know, eight points would be a tie here. That's only 11, you know, 12, 13 points. Very usual for Zeke Elliott. So I think that's his biggest disappointment and, and kind of blame that he can put on his team here is Zeke Elliott. But uh, I think it was a great effort. Another great kind of coaching decision with St. Brown on his end. Put him in. I don't no. think he's ever played him maybe once this year. But – uh it, a great pickup and a great start for him. Both coaches put put together a great team this week and a great effort. Really was, unlike the Total Bowl, or like the Total Bowl, that played out like the Total Bowl, this played out like the championship. Two great teams going against each other. Great coaches. Mm-hmm. Elu with the victory, mm-hmm. though. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, Donnie, follow-up question here. Who did you have coming into this? Because we – we didn't get a podcast predict- prediction of the championship. So, honestly, hand on the Bible, swear to Mother Teresa, baby Jesus in the manger. Who would you, who, who Wrapped would in you, a swaddle. 
<laughs> Who would you have picked going into this matchup? Yeah, I was picking Robert here, actually. And, you know, it's Chase Edmonds and Boston Scott that I, I didn't believe it in. And, you know, I don't know if you can blame me for not believing it. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But uh, if those guys don't do as good as they did, he doesn't win this game. And that was uh, – yeah, the probability was in my favor, I think. So, but Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, those those things are hard to predict. So, Doug. Doug? Yes. So, who 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 did you have? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why you said my name like three times. But, yes, absolutely. Sounds like you're cooking over there. Yeah, that ice. The podcast slash chores. Anyway. Anyway, folks. Wait, he is with the, he's got ice again. He I got ice. You know, this is... <laughs> He's calling his ice, folks. I don't know. He just got ice. He got all ice. Right. We all got ice. So, Doug, honest to God, who'd you got? Who'd you have coming in to the matchup? And then break down some surprises from the Elu win of the championship against Robert. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I actually had Robert winning this game. Hands down, I, and it wasn't because of the fact that Elu couldn't put a good team together. It's just because, as Donnie mentioned, you look at Boston Scott, Chase Edmonds, who's coming back off of injury, versus Ezekiel Elliott, and Sony Michelle, who's going to get the majority of the carries due to Daryl Henderson's injury. You look at this matchup, and you go, Cooper Cups never lets you down, and again, he doesn't with 21 points. You look mm-hmm. at Keenan Allen, Armand Ra, St. Brown, He got the 35 points he wanted from him. He really did have a good game. Robert had a good game plan. Not much else he could have done to win this game. But when you look at Evan's team, for the second week in a row, he's won this game without putting Joe Burrow on the field, which is insane Mm -hmm. considering back-to-back 40-point-plus weeks. So at the end of the day, this is a game where he made the right moves when he had Boston Scott in the game, no one thought, no one knows this whole year who's going to start for the Eagles. No one knows it's going to be Boston Scott. No one knows it's going to be Miles Sanders. But Evan had the confidence to put in Boston Scott, pay attention to what was going on before the game. Guys, 30 minutes before the game, Boston Scott was named the starter. This is someone who's mm. been paying attention to the league and wanting to make the right moves. He puts in Boston Scott. He is not disappointed with 23 points. And DK Metcalf, Evan has withstood the past five weeks where three out of the five weeks DK Metcalf got single-digit points. And he said, I'm going to still put you in. Bring me homo championship. Get me 30 points. That's three touchdowns in one game. Congratulations, Evan. That was a surprise win, but you deserve it. Well said. That's the champion right there, Evan Lewis. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, buddy. Again, it's well-deserved, as the two gentlemen hosts just explained in a lot of detail, and, and you deserve every bit of it. Congratulations again. Now, on to our next segment, season announcements. The season's over, folks, but that doesn't mean everything's over. Everything's <laughs> just done with the LOC. There's got to be rules. There's got to be announcements. There's got to be things to debate. So, first off, if you want to join the LOC Primetime Podcast, call 1-800-MIKE-OR-DOUG, text us on the side, and we'll recall 
your answer in less than 24 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's a serious offer, folks. We really want guests on the podcast, and expanding the league is all about one voice at a time. Get on the podcast and you get peppered with questions from all three of us at a time. It'll be great. Now, on to the second announcement. Is there an expansion in the LOC? What? 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 Our hosts are here to talk about it. What does this mean, Doug? Expansion in the LOC? Are the rumors correct? So this has been brought up between many LOCers and myself. We've talked about expanding the league the past two years uh, to 14 teams. Uh, At this point, because of the fact that we've added a full point PPR and we're all about making the league competitive, we've seen some folks this year especially who have gone from bottom to top. uh, And uh, that came out wrong. Uh, (laughs) Rags to riches. Let's go with that. So rags to riches uh, this year. So we've seen a lot of parity in the league, and just like the NFL, we want to see that continue. So one thing we want to offer to you folks who are listening to the podcast is an opportunity to cast your vote. What we're going to be talking about, especially this year, is expansion to 14 teams. If this is something you want to see, please make sure you message Mike, myself, or Donnie, the VP, as this year we're looking to get a great solidified vote to make sure that we get everyone's opinion whether or not we should expand to 14 teams. We do have two folks that we would want to include in this. One of them would happen to be one of our, our, our one of my long-term friends, Philip Buklik from North Brunswick Township. Yes, one of those Raiders. He's going to be somebody who I think would add a little bit of flavor to the league, not only a little bit of cash, but, of course, his football knowledge. And then, of course, from Manaswan River Golf Club, and a former New England Patriot tight end. We have John Burke from the Manasquan River Golf Club, of course, a friend of Russ and my father. Uh, so this will be a great addition to the league and someone who might be able to provide a little bit of competition as he has an inside look into the league from his own experience. So uh, this is something we want to vote on. Of course, we want to hear your opinions. Please respond. Please text us. Let us know, is this something you want? And, of course, is this something you don't want? If you think we have enough parity as it is, the league's difficult as it is, then certainly we can keep the league 12 teams. We just want to hear everybody's opinion as this is democracy. That's right. This is democracy. So let us know. And by us, I mean just text Doug. That's cool enough. Anyway, (laughs) Donnie, what are your thoughts on the expansion of the league? LOC, pros and cons, what do you think? Yeah, I'll throw a, a pro in there. I like it. That's the pro. I like it. I don't know if everybody else is going to like it. You know, from thoughts of it, it sounds pretty good. With the PPR league, there are a lot of players out there who can produce. We've seen a lot of people that weren't picked up on the waiver wire actually have good games. So could be on teams in the future. Uh, Would like it. I think it always adds to the competition and uh, adds to the fun of the league. So. I'm all pros. I have no cons to it. Okay. Well, hey, we're going to put it to a vote. And like Doug said, like the commission said, democracy wins here. So the uh, majority will win out and we'll see what happens. If maybe, maybe we'll be sitting here next time analyzing a 14 team LOC. It, but if it's 12, I'm also fine with that. Personally, I'm indifferent, but I think. Um, if I had to pick, 
I would do an expansion because I believe in more competition. And if you're a winner of a 14-team league, that's like being the Super Bowl champion of a 32-team league instead of a freaking what whatever it was in the 1970s, probably like 10 teams or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was like 20-some-odd teams. And that, that's good, but it's not – Anything like, like when John Madden was in the NFL? Oh, that's wow. wrong. That's wrong, Mike. It was the better years. It was the golden age of football. Don't disrespect. All right. Well, maybe I mean before that then, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't get to the John Madden segment yet. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I think. Expansion, I'm pro. Now, on to the season announcements. Number three. The week 18 pickums, Kamish, talk to him. Woo! So the week 18 pickums, this is something that we need to make sure we all understand. So yes, first of explain all, explain the rules, please. <clears throat> so, first of all, week 18 pick'em. This is simply the week 17 pick'em that we've always had. Just moved to week 18, obviously. Now, keep in mind, this is a week where it really is based on luck. Between COVID and in addition, of course, week 18 and resting players, you're going to want to pay attention to this week of who's active and who's not. Very simple rules, folks. It's 5% of the pot, the total kitty, which I believe is around, Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's over $250 this year. That would be the payout for this year's week 18. Pick them. All you have to do is make sure that you submit your Roster. This is a full roster, as we would always have every week. The only difference is you get to pick every single player from any team that you want. Okay? Make sure you submit your quarterback, your two running backs, your two wide receivers, your flex position, your tight end, who, of course, could be applicable to your flex position, and your kicker and your defense. Make sure you get them to myself. Make sure it is before kickoff on Saturday. We will be sending a text out as well to make sure that everybody gets their pickums in. Now, if you don't have a player you want on Saturday, that is completely fine. You can submit it before the Sunday games start. Make sure you get those picks to me, of course. Make sure you have every player listed out that you want to have involved, and we will get it plugged into your roster. Again, remember, Saturday games do count. If you do not have somebody in on those Saturday games, you can wait till Sunday. But remember, if you submit to me somebody who played on Saturday and it is after the games have started, I will not count that vote. So that is the week 18 pick'em. Please submit your vote to me. You have my number, of course, as always. All right. Well, you heard it right from the commission, uh, vice commission. Anything to add to that uh, very important announcement, week 18, or any tips of the trade? Because I'm all ears. <laughs> No, good luck to all. I think uh, those playoff outcomes, something to keep in mind with looking to see who you want to play as a part of your team. Look at some teams who have nothing to play for. They may not play many starters. So you got to be careful there. And those those outcomes can come out later on. And then there's a, teams that still need to win to get in. Uh, teams like the Ravens and the Steelers, but you know, it's those things on top of injuries, on top of COVID. So all those factors for who to start here this week got to be on top of. 
Good. Yes. Very good. Um, certainly something important to look out for when the games are approaching the COVID list. You know, you never know what's going to sneak up on you. Excellent point from the two experts, Doug and Donnie. Now on to our fourth announcement. And um, I think it, this one involves me per se. So Doug, I'll let you take this away. Well, folks, as you know, as your commissioner, over the years, we've gotten more sophisticated as a league. So it's only fitting that we be make sure that money is handled appropriately. Now, I've done a great job taking on this responsibility myself over the past couple of years. Obviously, there's never been any funds misappropriated, but I feel that as time goes on, I want to make sure that I can focus on league matters as they arise. So with that being said, this year, we will be naming a treasurer of the LOC. This year, the treasurer, and going forward, of course, as long as he can keep his shit together, uh, as he is expecting a child in May. But with a marriage and a child, he has decided to commit, on top of law school, to also being the treasurer of the LOC. Michael Daly, congratulations on receiving this honor. We are very happy to have you, the VP and myself. We welcome you. Uh, Treasurer, please take a moment and give our, uh, give your, our listeners here a thought as to what you're going to expect coming up this year. Wow. Well, thank you. I, it's an honor, and I don't take it lightly. This is something that as you take on as commission, as vice commission, and as podcast hosts, you know, you keep the league <laughs> informed and in multiple ways. I'm going to pick up my weight and start contributing to the league as, you know, the uh, treasurer, chief money executive, whatever you want to call me, dollar, dollar bills. You know, I'll be in charge <laughs> of all that. And I will hopefully be a barred attorney at that point because, you know, that's what I'm working on this year. So if not, that'll be awkward. But, hey, I'll still be able to keep tabs of a few hundred dollars. Anyway. <laughs> the I'll throw a statistic at you from Treasurer on my first day, if so nominated. I mean, there's no hearing, so I guess I accept the job. And yes, I'm the Treasurer yes. now. But um, <laughs> here we go. This, as you'll soon get a text from Doug and or Donnie, um, your league fees. There was a lot of High fees this year. All of us spent a lot of dough. There were two people under $100. There were five of us over $200. There were $300 fees. We were spending, and the league pot is going to be big this year. As treasurer, I vow to act as the true fiduciary, act as if that was my money. I need to keep it safe. As much as I'd love to throw that shit in a speculative investment, I'm not going to. It's going to be in a money market fund. Or it'll be just in cash, whatever. We'll deal with it. Treasurer style I'll, rules to come. Therefore, I accept and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yep. Very excited to have you, Mike. Uh, thanks again for taking on this responsibility. Uh, as two years ago, we added on Donnie as the VP of the league, and it's only made my job better and, of course, the league more efficient. So, Welcome to the uh, committee and uh, looking forward to having you going forward. There we go. Now, on to everyone's favorite segment, the PAP, the Progressive Athlete Platform. 
We pappin'. Now, this is the last pack of the season because, unfortunately, it's our last podcast of the season. Um, that's right. This is a very sad occasion. But we've celebrated. We've had a great year. I think the LLC gets better and better every year. You know, I miss you guys, and I really wish we could be having a draft right now. Those are some fun times. Now, on to the PAP, and on a sadder note, Let's pay our respects to the great, legendary John Madden. We are very sad here at the LOC Primetime Podcast. A legend, you know, I'll say a few words. I think he was just, as I was saying to these guys earlier, voice of a generation. Mm. He really uh, Mm. was um, very lighthearted, very descriptive, very understanding of the game and knowing the ins and outs, knowing the actual game, commenting from it, from a coaches and players and real perspective. So champion, great. And from what you guys have told me and from what I've known and from what I've seen uh, on documentaries and stuff, seems like a good person too. So rest in peace, John Madden. And my other PAP, my other path is taken um well actually i'm so sorry let's go around and 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 give our thoughts about john madden so uh donnie binks got any words for for the great legendary john madden yeah we'll be missed around the football league got to hear some of the insiders uh steve mariucci one of them and many others talk about their relationship with john madden and the impact that he's made in the league all the all the way up until you know he passed away here this year he's been involved and in helping the league develop and and get better and, and be a better league for everybody players and coaches fans uh great contributor great contributor to the video game world too ea sports john mm. madden madden is what we play mm. when you, you talk about playing uh, football video game. You, you're going to play Madden. You're not going to play NFL football on on your Xbox. What you know, you play Madden. So he's uh, got a famous name and just kind of goes to show his contribution, his impact on the game, and uh, on and off the field there. So, oh, we'll yeah, be he sure will be. That that's also something that's a great contribution that he did, Doug. What do you got to say about the late, great John Madden? Ah, well, what can't you say about John Madden? He lived the perfect football life. Uh, yeah. John Madden, born April 10th, 1936, uh, was an American football coach, obviously, and a sports commentator for the National Football League. But to a lot of us that were born uh, within the past, obviously, 30 years, Mike, Donnie, and including all the rest of the league, uh, it, it's just been a pleasure to have someone be the voice of a generation that truly was the golden age of football. You know, John Madden did what he wanted to do. He coached uh, the Oakland Raiders um, for 10 years. Uh, over that time span, not only did he do a lot as a football coach, but let's face it, from 67 to 68, uh, he was a linebacker coach for the Oakland Raiders, and then all of a sudden, was approached by the general manager and owner of the team and said, hey, do you want to be our football coach? And from 1969 until 1978, he coached the Oakland Raiders. He won a Super Bowl with them. He was 
obviously a coach of the year back in 1969. And when he walked away from the game, he said, I'm retiring not only from coaching, but I'm retiring from coaching any team in the NFL because I'll always be a Raider. He walked away from the game wow. and changed the way we listened to the game every single day. It was fantastic yeah. to be able to see Super Bowl games, Pro Bowls, and in addition, AFC and NFC championship games with him calling the game. After that, he represented not only the NFL, but he represented the retirees committee by making sure the game became safer so the players that we know could have a valuable and quality of life past the game. Mm. John Madden was not only so important to the NFL, but he was important to those who played. So thank you to John Madden. Wow. Great tribute, great words, and rest in peace. We always want to pay respects to the greats here in the LLC Prime Time Podcast. Ow! Now, we always got to end it with a pat. We got to start it with a pat. We got to start it with a tip. P-A-P. That's right. Now, I'm going to pat about as your new treasurer. I'm going to talk money, 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 money. Money. But it's not money like you think. Now, I know I went off about Antonio Brown earlier, how, like, you know, he is the LVP, and he had full meltdown, blah, blah, blah. And players like that get a lot of money. But that's the loud people in the minority of, like, diva diva players. The majority of the league is, you know, following the rules, yada, yada, yada. My thing as a treasurer is I don't think that the players are overpaid. I think the players need to get paid more. I think the oh. owners, oh, yeah, because I think the, you know, the, well, here's the thing. The biggest gripe about the players getting paid is that they just play a game. So the owners don't really do anything. A lot of them, you know, come from money that they may not have even started from their own business or done from themselves. It's all generational wealth type of deal, which isn't a bad thing, but that's not an excuse to be like, Oh, the players haven't earned the money when they're the one putting the revenue in the business by putting the butts in the seats because they are the playmakers and they're getting the job done without them it wouldn't be as entertaining because you wouldn't have the best squad going at it. 21 guys, the best players every given Sunday or any given Sunday and your team could win. So that's where the money is actually made. In my opinion, pay the players more. And that's my mentality going into the league as your treasurer, as far as let's give the money to the actual playmakers which is why I'm proposing, as I said in the previous podcast, the toilet bowl winner should not get money because that money should be for the winner. You know, as fun as that stuff is with like being in it more, the fact that we have eight teams is expansive enough. Like 
we don't need to give the loser of like the six team toilet bowl money. So we're mm. gonna make some changes. Mm. I'm gonna make some changes, and that's a long PAP for me. So I'll pass it off to my dude, Donnie Biggs. What you talking Donnie about? Donnie Biggs. Pat, Pat, Pat. Pat, well, Pat, Pat, Commission, Pat, Commission. Welcome to the podcast, Commission. Last week we attempted oh. to do a podcast. Me and Daly, the one other host of our three host system here that we have on our podcast. Two hosts tried to get it done last week. It didn't get done. Never got released. Never got recorded. A whole bunch of issues. But this is all because the commissioner was not there. Missed it. We had a whole pap about it. So I had to bring it up here. Had to point out. He missed the podcast. Didn't make an effort. Low effort situation from the commissioner. That's why we didn't have one last week. Now, continue on my my pap, pap, pap. Sticking with the P. Playoffs. I'm talking about playoffs. Playoffs. Starting playoffs. playoffs. Here. It's January, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. The games matter now. This week, absolutely not all that matter, but next week, it matters. Every wow. game, you win, you're in, you're staying to get the chance to play in the Super Bowl and win the whole thing. If you lose, you're out, you're going home. Go rest up, son. Ice up, son. <laughs> pap. That's my pat. Ice up, son. Now, what you got, Doug? What you papping about? I'm papping about them Tennessee Titans sneakily able to get their own bye week. No one thought the Tennessee Titans could do it. If they beat the lowly Houston Texans, they get a bye week going into the playoffs. Folks, we need to keep in mind who the other side of the ball is. That is the NFC teams. With COVID this year, things have been extremely unpredictable. But let's focus on the top NFC teams. You have Aaron Rodgers, who has a broke-ass toe. We all know it. No one wants to admit it, but he's got a broke toe. And then you got Tom Brady willing his team with all the with all those injuries. Oh, my goodness. You've got Chris Godwin, who looked like he broke his leg. You've got Antonio Brown who decided to take his shirt off and start a rap career all in one game in an absolutely flamboyant fashion. Antonio Brown, thank you so much for the entertainment value. We look forward to seeing you on Broke. Anyway, going forward, the Tennessee Titans. Did anybody forget about – wait, what's that noise? Oh, my gosh. It is – no, it can't be. It's King Henry, the Frost King, coming back with a possible bye week. Get out of here. This guy is going to be well rested up off his broke foot, coming in in shape with a bye week. King, King Henry's coming back. Is that winter is coming? Yes, it is. The Tennessee Titans could be <laughs> punching their ticket with Derrick Henry's fist into the Super Bowl this year, folks. That's what I'm tapping about. Tennessee, bring it on home. Let's see what happens. That's so right. Bring it on home. There's the Super Bowl prediction from Doug Garback. There's the LOC podcast for the season. It's been a pleasure, folks. I'm your host, Mike Daly. Over to your other hosts. I'll let them say a few goodbye words. Doug Garback and Donnie Biggs. Donnie, what you got? Great season, everybody. Great podcast here. Good working together here. And, uh, you know, good luck week 18. Great season. 
Couldn't couldn't be in agreement more, Donnie. Great season. Excellent to see. Hey, let's focus, folks. Top three teams out of the four teams that made it into the finals. We got Tim. We obviously got Dennis. And, of course, we got Robert making it. So we got three old guys. We got one young guy. The parody <laughs> in this league's awesome. Let's keep it going. Tenth year anniversary coming up in 2022. Woo! Have a good Woo! night, everybody. Have a good night.